Hey there, welcome to the Rim Church Podcast. We're so glad you found us. The Rim Church is based in San Antonio, Texas, and we believe in loving Jesus, building family, and changing the world. Wherever you find yourself today, we trust that it is not by accident that you're listening to this message, and we believe that God has something to speak to you right where you are. For more information on what we're all about, go ahead and visit us at therim.church or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, amen. Well, Austin, Soul, thank you so much for leading and hosting our time together here at therim.online. And thank you guys for joining us. We're so glad that you're here. And we believe with all of our heart that you're not here by accident or happenstance. And we believe that as crazy as this sounds, that even through a screen, that God wants to speak directly to your heart. And so uh, with that being said, Happy New Year. This is a season of newness. Lots of people wearing new clothes that they've gotten from Chris for Christmas, or maybe you're rocking a new watch or new shoes. This season, the new year, is a season of just that, newness. There's new resolutions that come with it, new challenges and new commitments that we hope to keep in the coming year. And I think we find ourselves in different sides of this equation. Some of us are stepping into 2022 with tons of hope and excitement that this is once again a new year and a new me. But then there's many of us uh, that we kind of step into this maybe a little discouraged or not quite as hopeful. That we go, man, the last two years I feel like I've been constantly adjusting and shifting and pivoting and I don't know if I can take more newness. And I even saw a meme this week that said this, that said, my goal in 2022 is to accomplish the goals I set in 2021, which I should have done in 2020 because I made a promise in 2019, which I planned in 2018. Like, isn't that just the way it goes? Like many of us, we feel that. And I think regardless of where we find ourselves, deep down, Each one of us hopes for change. We want change. Like this year, for myself, my New Year's resolution is I want to be more present. Like I want to slow down. I want to put my phone away. I want to have boundaries when it comes to that. I want to be fully present with my family, with my wife, and with each of you to be able to slow down and enjoy coffee, not have my mind thinking, man, hours ahead or days ahead or even months ahead, but to be fully present and slow down. That's my hope. Deep down, all of us want to change. Like we don't want to just stay stuck in the patterns that we're in. Like we hope that 22 carries with it change, something different. But the truth is that change isn't easy. And sometimes we're not willing to give what it takes to change that I've heard it said that 90% of New Year's resolutions are thrown out the window before the end of January. We all want to change. And if you're tuning in today and you don't want to change, like you're like, I don't need that, Drew, then after this gathering, I need you to email me because I want you to disciple me. If you have it all figured out and you don't need change, then let's chat. So as we step into this first gathering of 2022, it's that time of year of newness, a new year, a new you, I want us to talk about this, this truth, how our God, the God that we serve, Jesus, is the God of new beginnings. And this year, he wants to, with all our, I believe this, wants to do something new 
and extraordinary in your life. So this sermon is called A Fresh Start and a Real Change. And we're going to be looking at the passage in Isaiah 43. I'm going to give you just a little bit of context before we dive into it. Isaiah is a prophet for the people of Israel, and the people of Israel find themselves in exile, that they're under the rule, the oppression of the Babylonians. And so they're away from their home, that they're they're in this foreign land. And so Isaiah speaks, he's a messenger on behalf of God, and this is what he says, this is what he writes down. He says, this is what the Lord says in verse 16, who makes a way in the sea and a path through raging water, who brings out the chariot and horse, the army and the mighty one together. They lie down and they do not rise again. They're extinguished and put out like a wick. So what Isaiah is saying is this. He's starting off and he says, hey, don't forget Hey, don't forget who our God is. He's referring here to the Exodus, where God's people were enslaved, and God makes a promise that he's going to pull them out of slavery and carry them to a promised land, and they find themselves on the edge of the sea. In front of them, there's the Red Sea. Behind them is Pharaoh's army, so they're stuck. They're hopeless. It doesn't seem like there's a way out. And God parts the sea and delivers millions of Israelites. And so what Isaiah is saying is, hey, don't forget that that's who our God is, that our God is the God of the impossible, that our God is the one who who can make a way when there is no way. Then he's going to remind them not just don't forget, but he's going to tell them don't focus, okay? Don't focus on on the past, which, let me be honest, sounds like a contradiction to what he just said. But let's look at this. He says, do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you not see? What he's saying is don't focus on on, on the past. Don't focus on the here and now. Yes, don't forget who God is and don't forget the God that we serve is a God of new beginnings and a God who makes a way where there is no way. But he's saying, hey, don't focus on all of your failures. Don't focus on you. Don't focus on your current circumstances that seem so hopeless. Don't focus on 2021 when life just kind of fell apart and nothing went your way and you find yourself now discouraged. Like, don't don't focus on your past habits or, or, or your past rhythms. No, 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 no. He says, I'm a God who's doing something new. Don't remember past events. Pay no attention to those things of old. Look, watch, I'm doing something new. And then he makes this promise that that's who he is, that he's the God of something new. And he says, indeed, I'll make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, wild animals, jackals and ostriches will honor me because I provide water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, there's a lot there that we could spend time unpacking, and I'm just going to give you a quick nugget. This is what I want you to see. He's promising something new. He's saying, hey, you look out, maybe you look into 2022, and all you see is deserts. It's dry. It's exhausting. It's hot. It doesn't look like there's survival. And he says, good news. I'm doing something new. And and I'm going to create a pathway, a highway through that wilderness. 
and I'm going to supply all of your needs. I'm going to quench your thirst in this. That even though it looks like there's no way, even though it may be hopeless, I'm doing something new. There's a promise there. And then he tells us why. He says, these rivers in the desert to drink to my chosen people, the people I form for myself will declare my praise. That God says, I'm doing all of this new stuff, not just so that you, you can be released from pain, so you can step out of the last man, two crazy years or you know, 2022, this is our year. No, he's not saying I'm not doing this for you. He says, I'm doing this for my fame. This is about me. I'm going to do something new so that the world stands up and applauds and they go, man, their God is a God of new beginnings. But the question that I know each and every one of us is asking is like, okay, cool, Drew. Super hopeful. It's encouraging. I see the promise in the scripture. But how do we do this? Well, what I want to do today is I want to give us three mind shifts Okay? And I'm going to give us three obstacles that keep us from change. So three mind shifts to change, three obstacles that prevent us from change, and then three things to cling to that would help us actually be the people that God has called us to be and, to, and who we desire to be in 2022. Got it? Grab your pens. Let's go. Number one mind shift is this. Real change starts with new life not just a new leaf. New Real change starts with new life, not just a new leaf. That trying harder, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, mustering up enough willpower is not going to get you to where you want to be. It doesn't cause real change, at least not permanently. But something new, this a new life is about a new identity, not just new habits. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says it this way, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you know Jesus, you love Jesus, then guess what? You and I are a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God and through Christ. He's saying this, that not only do you have new leaf or new habits, he's saying you have a new life because you are a new creation and you have a new identity, that you are loved, that you are seen, that you are treasured. And because of that, you can step into this new calling. T Tim Keller, a pastor in New York, he says it this way. He says religion. And if you think about religion, think about just new habits, new leaf. He said religion says this, this is its motto. I obey, therefore I'm accepted. So if, if, if I do the right things, if I perform, then I can receive loved. Then I'm accepted. That's religion. Christianity says, I am accepted. Therefore, I obey. I'm loved. I'm treasured. I'm accepted. I'm valued. And because of those things, I get to walk in obedience. I get to change. Trying to turn a new leaf is a temporary fix to an eternal problem, and it leads to a frustrating cycle that never really fixes our lives. But you and I, we have a new identity in Christ, new creations, and from that new identity, we are given a fresh start every day, and we have the possibility and the chance to actually experience real 
change. Number two, never the second mind shift. Real change is a process, not a destination. Real change is a process, not a destination. I heard something the other day that kind of surprised me. It said that that if you try to figure out what time of year most people get engaged, and if you asked me, I would have thought it was probably Valentine's Day or maybe Christmas, but the most popular time that people get engaged is in the new year. And because of that newness, um, what, what better time to start a new life, a new trajectory with a new person? Like so that, 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 that there's something longing in our heart, but here's what I know. Ladies and fellas, getting engaged is not the end goal. If it is, that's really sad. And sadly, most Hollywood movies, that's when the credits start to roll. No, you and I know that engagement is just one milestone in the process of life. It's not the destination. The wedding isn't the destination. No, it's about marriage. That's the focus. And marriage is a process, not a destination. I've heard it said that it takes a lifetime to truly learn how to live. I want you to think about that, that this whole thing is about a process that we're not going to arrive one day. We're not, we're not who we want to be right now, but God's not done with us. Like he's, he, we, we take one step at a time alongside of God. We journey alongside him, and he continues to work inside of us. He's faithful to finish what he started. Paul would say in Philippians 1, He said, I'm sure of this, that he, talking about God, who started a good work in you will carry it out to completion into the day of Christ. Church, God is starting and he is completing the work of transformation in us. Real change happens at the moment of our salvation, but we're also daily, daily being changed to look and live more like Christ. It's a process day by day, God wants us to grow in our knowledge and our connection to him. Day by day, he's shifting us and making us look more and more like him. Recently, I've heard a lot about this concept called the power of 2%. Now, 2% doesn't seem like a lot at first. It's just a little off, but in the long run, it makes a huge difference. Let me explain. If a plane is leaving LA and its destination is New York City, but the pilot is just barely off in their degrees and just 2% off, then the the plane will completely miss its destination in New York City and land in Baltimore, Maryland. Like completely different. Now, here's the point, is that that often we try, in, in a season like this, is to muster up the willpower to change a lot of habits. But the truth is, if we just do just 2%, just a little bit, just what's manageable, what's sustainable, then in the long run, we can actually end up where we want to go. That it's all about the process, not just the destination. When we fall, this is the beauty, when we fall, and we will, we pick ourselves back up, we make little changes in our life, and we don't try to change the whole world in a single day, or end up biting off too much that we can chew. Okay, the third mind shift is this. Change is letting go and grabbing hold. It's letting go and grabbing hold. 
Okay, here's what I mean by that. God doesn't force anyone to change, but he calls us to change. He even uses language like, be holy for I am holy. And that sounds like an impossible task, but it's possibility, don't miss this, comes from the finished work of Jesus, not in the work of man. That being holy, for he is holy, doesn't come because you and I try harder. It doesn't come from our effort, our performance. It comes from Jesus. But we are called to put off the old man, to let go of the old man, and to take hold of the new man. That we all know that letting go is familiar. Like, or letting go of the familiar is difficult, even when the new thing that is offered is so much better. And for some reason, there's some part of our psyche that actually resists change and resists letting go, even when it helps us. Change is about letting go of the old and grabbing hold of the new. And here are three obstacles, three reasons that I think prevent us from really changing. One is this, as people, we're really comfortable. Like we're really comfortable. We get comfortable with our standard of living and it keeps us from being all that God has called us to be. Like think about it. It's way more comfortable to sit on the couch and to flip and just watch one more episode on Netflix than it is to get up, go outside, and to move your body. Many of us were stuck in the rut of comfort, and that's an obstacle that prevents us from being who God has called us to be. Listen, it's not comfortable getting up early and diving into the Bible reading plan or putting your phone away. There's great comfort in grabbing that. And so we we have to step into the uncomfortable to actually change. The second obstacle to change is this, is as people, we're really afraid. We're naturally afraid. And as we, we think about change, it scares us. Like, we're, this is familiar. This is comfortable. And then the truth is, I think we ask the question, is, is Jesus really trustworthy? If I really get up in the morning and I carve out this space to meet with, will, will he meet with me? Or better yet, will he be worth it? Like, these are real questions that we ask, and the fear of the unknown prevents us from changing. Or we, we think it might be too painful, and that scares us. Or to put boundaries in our relationship. What if we lose these, these people that we love? Like, fear stops us from changing. But can I tell you a little secret, and this is what I'm learning to be true, that Jesus really is worth it. Whatever he's asking you to let go of and grab hold of it, as scary as it may be, he's worth it. And he, everything he does, he does for love, and he can be trusted. The third obstacle that many of us, the reasons we don't change, is because change hurts. It's painful. It hurts to change. It hurts to reorganize the house, to lose weight, to correct a sinful behavior, but the change is necessary, even when it hurts. The only question remaining for most people is, is what hurts worse, staying where I am or getting to where I want to be? And typically, we choose the path of least resistance, and so therefore, we, don't, we, we choose not to change. So. We, we let go, 
but what do we grab a hold of? These are these obstacles, trying to let go of these obstacles, but what do we grab a hold of? And this is what, this is my hope, this is my encouragement for us that to really help us get a fresh start in real change. Okay, this is what we let go of. We let go of our mistakes and we grab hold of grace. We let go of our mistakes and we grab hold of grace just because it's the new year doesn't mean that we try to do all of this on our own or that we don't need Jesus or we don't need the gospel. Listen, church, you're going to slip up. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to break that diet. You're going to skip workouts. You're going to end up watching a show when you told yourself that you wouldn't watch as much. Like you're going to slip up. Okay? You're, you're going to end up not being the person that you want to be. Like There's going to be moments that you don't show up for your family the way that you want to, and you're going to want a do-over. And praise God that He is a God of grace, He is a God of new beginnings, and He is a God of do-overs. And so, man, you cling to grace. God knows, listen, that you don't have it all together. And he doesn't love some future version of you. He loves you as you are, and he loves you when you mess up. So to change, we let go of those mistakes, and we cling to grace. We cling to grace. The second thing is we let go of fear, and we grab a hold of faith in God's power. We let go of the fear, and we grab a hold of faith in God's power. Fear paralyzes us. Faith moves us forward. And the truth is, we have nothing to fear. Like Isaiah says in the next chapter, 54, he says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. First John says, Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. In Romans 8, that we are more than conquerors because of Christ Jesus. Fear paralyzes us, but faith allows us to step forward. Faith allows us to experience real change. Faith in God's power, not in ourself. So faith, don't, get, don't miss this, faith takes a step. Fear keeps you on the couch. Faith always pushes you to take a step. Faith makes a plan specific, not vague, like I'm just going to get healthier. No, faith is like makes a meal plan. Faith buys a gym membership. Faith gets in the car and drives to the gym. Faith takes a step, but faith also makes a plan. Faith asks for help. It includes other people because it realizes that you're not that strong and you need other people to help you in the journey. And faith starts today, not tomorrow. Fear pushes it to tomorrow. Faith starts today. Third thing, we let go of ourselves and we ultimately seek God's glory. We let go of ourselves and we seek God's glory. Don't miss this. All of this change, all of this new beginning that God is inviting us into is not about you. It's not just for you. It's all meant to point to God and to make him look awesome. This year, some of you 
are going to say yes to Jesus for the very first time. That by his grace, he's going to open the eyes of your heart and you're going to see him as the beauty and the treasure that he really is. And you're going to say yes to him. Some of you are going to have God speak to you in massive ways through his word. Because it's going to be the first time that you've journeyed through his word and God's going to speak to you in really big ways. And some of you are going to grow closer to Jesus more than you ever thought was possible. And some of you, for the first time in your life, you're going to get to experience the power of God working in and through you and you're going to get to help lead one of your friends or a family member or a co-worker to the feet of Jesus and get to introduce them to Jesus. But whatever God is allowing us to experience, whatever change, ultimately it's for him and for his glory as he invites us into the process with himself. Church, I'll, I'll close with this. I love the circus. Uh, I love it. I think it's the performer in me. It's the magician. And one of the most interesting acts in the circus is the tightrope walker. Uh, you've got this rope that's strung between two pillars and it's way up in the sky and the men and women walk across you know, the rope keeping balance and not falling. And why I love it is because there's this inner peace um, while they're, you know, and they're grounded when there's so much danger and chaos surrounding them. And I was thinking about it this week, is when a tightrope walker does what God has called them to do, one, they don't stay on in the safe zone. There's change. There's forward movement. They don't forget their training in the past. They, they don't focus on all their past failures, but yet they take it one step at a time, just inching forward. And if they're faithful, if they continue, they end up on the other side to thunderous applause. And church, here's what I want you and I to know. We keep our focus, holding on to grace through faith, realizing this is all for God's glory. And we take one step at a time and we feel our hearts shift and change as we become who he's called us to be. And when we do, when we, when we say yes to Jesus and we step into that calling, when we experience all that he offers, the world around us stands up and applauds, not because of you and I, but because of the God that's able to do the miraculous. And when, not if, when we slip and fall, which we will, the beauty of it is there's a net to catch us. And this net is the blood of Jesus Christ. Because you and I rest. We rest not in our performance, but in the finished work of Jesus. And because of that, it gives us this new identity as new creations. And we get to cling to the promises of a God of new beginnings. And the Rim Church, our church, this is my hope for you and I that we would be a people of renewal. Why? Because we serve a God of fresh starts and real change, all because of the cross. Think, don't forget this. Jesus has changed you. He's currently changing you, and he will one day change you. The whole book ends in Revelation 21, 5. Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he, he pulls John aside and says, don't miss this. This is so important. Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true.
Church, God is doing a new thing in 2022. And real change is available. Fresh starts are available to you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And I'm so excited for what this year has in store for you. As always, we ask two questions. And I want you to really spend these next few seconds processing what's God saying to you in his word? What's he asking you to step into? What's he asking maybe to change? What do you need to change? What breakthrough are you asking for? And then the second is, what are you going to do about it? How, by faith, are you going to take the next step? And then afterwards, we're going to get a chance to just worship King Jesus and remind him that he really is worth taking all that we have. Church, I love you, and I think the best is yet to come. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that today's message resonated with you. It's our hope that you wouldn't be merely inspired, but that you would actually be transformed by something you heard today. At The Rim Church, we always ask two questions when processing God's Word. What is God saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? We encourage you to take a moment, reflect, and then to share with a friend or send us a message. We'd love to hear what God is teaching you and how we can help you take your next step in obedience. Until we meet again, we love you, church.